This episode is brought to you in part by Wholehearted Love, a new book by Caleb and Stephanie Rouse. Overcome the barriers that hold you back in your relationships with God and with others and delight in feeling safe, seen, and loved with Wholehearted Love. For more information, go to Tyndale.com. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello and welcome to another edition, a wonderful edition and addition to your life, so the Build a Better Us podcast. I'm John Parker, host extraordinaire, the man, the myth, the legend. I used to introduce this guy as the man, the myth, the legend, yeah. but after today's conversation, I'm that guy. You know I but he is the president, CEO, founder of Build a Better Us, BJ Thompson. Man, excited to be here today. Hey, <laughs> I'm excited that you're here. I'm glad you showed up, man. Yeah, here glad to today. be here. Hey, dude, listen, just your presence alone, you know what I'm saying, makes life better. Come on. Just you, just being here. We need it better. Yeah, yeah. I need a better life. I I want a better life. I want a better life and, today. And thankfully, because you exist, yeah, and, and made it out these streets. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You barely made it out these streets, but yeah, man, man. This it's is a true. game of inches. It's like football. It's a game of inches, man. You just like, yo, did I get the first down? This is the touchdown. Okay, we we got four more downs. This is true, bro. Yeah. We just trying to help y'all get four more downs, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. game of inches out here. Yeah. Today we're kind of continuing a conversation we had um, on the previous podcast. Talking about life construction, mm-hmm. you know, um, before we talked about just living your best life, not some Joel Osteen living your best life, mm-hmm. but just making sure you're maximizing who you are, your opportunities um, and realizing that, hey, you are important and you have worth and you have value. And today we're continuing that conversation, thinking through uh, life reconstruction um, before it was personal confidence, mm-hmm. you know, high or low um, living in the image and who God created you to be. Um, and now we're just making it personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude came in my door, hemming me up about what am I doing? You're funny. I mean, You're you know funny. what I'm saying? You're you know, funny. some people just like to live yeah. and they just like to float and coast. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a coattail rider, but you know, if somebody invite me on their tour bus, I'm going to hop on the tour Let's bus. Let's get on that tour bus. You know what I'm saying? And I'm we drink all the, all the uh, LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drink all these LaCroix. <laughs> these are free. Are these peanuts free? Uh, Can I get some more of these, bro, these mints? <laughs> come on, man. You put them in your pocket. Yeah, you got, know what I'm saying? You taking them home. Good. That's when it's good. Because you never know when you're going to be on this tour bus that's again. That's when it's good. Yeah. But sometimes you got to drive the bus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be a passenger all the time. Yeah. I think it's important for us to talk about just, um, we talked about last time, personal. Mm-hmm confidence Mm -hmm. and just life reconstruction and like realizing that man something about my life needs to reconstruct Mm -hmm. right you get older and you go through different seasons and you know you have different expectations and I think you know even as you think about some of the small transitions academically from you know elementary to middle school right you're like man they tell me I'm going through puberty (laughs) <laughs> um, the transition from middle school to high school, man, yeah. they told me I'm going to be a fresh fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. I may like girls and boys. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. Mm-hmm. And even a transition from college, um, from high school to college, and just your expectation that something's going to change and I'll be in a dorm. And I think what's shocking to many of us is that you get 
post-college mm-hmm. and you have children and you mm-hmm. go through different seasons of life and you don't know what the change is going to be. Right, 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 right. <laughs> it's almost like you just fast forward to getting old, yeah. on a couch, yeah. working every day. And man, nobody tells you that your life needs to be reconstructed as yeah. an adult, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah, start us out with that, man. When did you first discover? Hmm. Outside that, of today. Yeah, outside of today. <laughs> that your life uh, needed to be reconstructed mm, as a post-college yeah. graduate adult. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it came from work life, right? I have been a literal jack of all trades, right? Okay. So let's let's run it down, right? Okay. Um, college, you know, right? I'm in there, media, news director of my school radio station, getting this degree in African-American studies, aspiring to be a pastor of some sort at that time. Mm. Then I graduate and I live in a hood. I live in West Oakland. I'm in the trap and I can't afford my rent. Mm. And I'm like, mom, I need to come home because this ain't happening. And my mom tells me, uh, hey, bro, I don't care if you got to eat tuna every day oh. out of a can. Oh, You need to make it happen. Mm. And I'm going to hang up this phone. How much do they have tuna back <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I can't afford this. I can't even eat this tuna, bro. I can't afford this tuna. What's happening right now, right? (laughs) And so I was like, bro, at that moment, I realized, all right, what is the issue? Is Mm. the issue I don't make enough money? Is the issue... I don't. I need to live even deeper in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Because Oakland, they got they got the bottoms and then they got the lower bottoms. They got the hood and they got the hood. But they call it that. They call it the bottoms and then the lower bottoms, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, bro, when you live in the, the lower bottoms, oh, you don't want to be the lower bottoms. <laughs> that's that's like slave ship. You got the. You know what I'm saying? You got the the, the bottom and yeah, then you got the. the is bottom. there a bottom of a, a slave? A bottom, it's, it's a there's bottom. a bottom to the slaves, bro. So I was in that position. Wow. And so sitting there thinking through, like, all right, I got to make some some changes in my life. Like I just graduated, right? I just got this degree. I'm just now starting my career and I'm already feeling like I'm, I'm failing. But again, who tells, you know, young black men that are excited about black people stuff that they shouldn't major in African-American studies. Absolutely. Unless they plan on getting a PhD or teaching or whatever, whatever. Right. So I think that was like my first hint at, yo, like you really have to think through life stuff. Right. And be ahead of the curve and not just let it hit you one day when you wake up like, man, I can't pay this $800 rent by myself in the hood. Postgraduate. You know what I'm saying? Postgraduate with this African-American studies. That's high rent to be living in it. But you're in the West Coast. I mean, yeah, it's Cali, bro. That's that's, why, yeah, yeah. $800 is like, that's the low, that's the bottom bottom. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'm from Texas. Okay. Yeah, $800 is like, (laughs) (laughs) you're living in a high rise downtown (laughs) in the lot with a bellboy (laughs) who take your luggage when you walk in the door. Uh, I see you. You come build this over from the marriage players. I don't know that life. And so I think at that moment, and it was like, all right, it wasn't necessarily like a spiritual awakening or some like deep metaphorical thing that happens. Like, I just can't afford right now hmm. and today, right? And that was just literally on some financial stuff. It wasn't, again, surveying my personal relationships. It wasn't surveying spiritual life. It wasn't surveying anything outside of that. What am I doing right now in my life to where I can't afford to pay my bills? Hmm. And of course, I didn't have the idea like, oh, I can move somewhere else that's cheaper, right? That's less less expensive, I just had, here I am right now in the here and now, and I can't afford to do what I'm doing. And with that, it was a entryway into understanding like, all right, what other areas of my life need to be reconstructed, huh. right? What other areas of my life need to kind of um, be renewed and revitalized and, and reestablished or whatever the case may be. And I think that's, you don't think about those things until 20 years later, right? And you're that's like, good. oh, shoot, like, oh, dang, like, 
yeah, that was a pivotal point of where I had to make some decisions. Wow. And I made some decisions and that led me into going away from helping people to helping my pockets. And then I started going to the banking industry and I was a tax, uh, um, a tax man. Like I own my, Were you? Yeah, I had a tax office for like, I don't know, 10 years or something like that off and on, you know, it's tax season. So you don't do it full time or whatever. Yeah. But you know, back to the, the original point of just jumping from career to career, to career, to job, to job, to this, to that, you know, some of the stuff we'll talk about later. But it's just like realizing, like, man, this is where is this leading me, and where am I going? Yeah. Um. And nobody having that conversation with me post graduate, right? Like, you just don't know. You just wake up and can't pay your rent, and yeah. you're like, oh, your shoot. eight hundred dollar rent, right? My eight hundred dollar rent, bottom. right? In the bottom bottoms, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, like, I don't. What is happening? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, I mean, hopefully that that answers your no, question. That's good. Way, that's you know, good. I'm trying to talk less. <laughs> yeah, I, I I realized that my life needed to hit. A reconstruction, probably, man, my third year in college. Mm. Um, grew up in Dallas, mm. not a cowboy fan or hater. Okay, you're neutral. I'm neutral. Okay, we mentioned I'm neutral, that. neutral, right? Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, man, got married early, mm-hmm. man. Um, got married at 20. Wow. And, um, that makes sense. Yeah, man, I've been Why married for 15 years. 15 years, that's right. <laughs> that makes sense. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, so my responsibilities grew mm. through marriage. Yeah. So, you know, where most people get to kind of hang out and prolong their teen years. Oh, no, I had a wife at home, right? (laughs) I got to go home. Yeah, I got to go home. (laughs) I can't be out with y'all going to Applebee's one in the morning. And so, yeah, so my responsibilities changed quickly. I had to become, I had to grow up a little bit faster. And then also, unexpectedly, you know, um, we ended up being pregnant with my oldest daughter mm-hmm. around that time. So, you know. Oh, you was getting it in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, After honeymoon. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, no, this is the family planning. Yeah. It's quick, <laughs> we quickly having these babies. And yeah, man. So, I mean, honestly, that was the that was the catalyst was like, man. You know, at first I, I was okay with being just kind of a liberal arts mm-hmm. major, mm-hmm. undecided. Yeah. You know, we'll see what happens. I don't really know. Yeah. And man, I literally within a year, I moved from unsure college student, yeah. worry-free, yeah. to married, to having a child, yeah. and everyone being dependent on me. And I think, man, I start hitting that life reconstruction. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, what am I going to do for work? Right. You know, what right. is this going right. to mean? Yeah. And how am I going to provide for a wife mm-hmm. and a child? And <clears throat> what does that look like? And where do I go? And man, up until that point, mm-hmm. I had worked a ton of different mm-hmm. positions I had worked at the university. I had did parking for a little bit, mm. you know, on the side. Yeah. I had done a lot of just little odd jobs. Mm. Like, you know, I'm cool. I'm a young college yeah. student. I got options. I got time. What I do. Yeah. But when my daughter was coming, I realized I needed to get a job. And, you know, I was still hadn't graduated from school mm. um, because I wasn't really sure about it and didn't know if school was right for me. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, I'm... I'm just going to get a job. And I'll never forget, I got a job working at a facility, taking care of adults who had challenges, like mm-hmm. mental challenges. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in this room, and it's myself. It's a, another woman who may have been 60 years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> there old was lady. A, yeah, older. Seasoned. <laughs> oh, seasoned. Seasoned. Yeah. Um, there was a younger guy who was 30 years old, and somebody who was 40 years old. And I'll never forget, looking around in that room, with all the confusion in my mm. life, thinking, this is good as it gets for us. Mm. You know, this yeah. this position that's paying us a little bit more than minimum wage is as good as it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think it was then that I realized that my life needed to be reconstructed, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. 
if I was going to settle into this life, yeah. it would mean that all of my talents, yeah. all of whatever I think is my gifts, mm-hmm. they would have to just be put forth to just barely survive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that w- that may have been the catalyst mm-hmm. for a lot of my life reconstruction. Yeah. It's crazy. So you see, we have two examples of how life re- reconstruction happens, but it's so different. As you're speaking, I'm realizing my life reconstruction is like, oh, let me do more things. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> to figure out how I maximize my dollars, right? Because I'm like, yo, like what I'm doing right now ain't working. Yeah. So let me jump into something I've never done before, right? And wow. I had an inroads. My, uh, it was like a, a uncle to me was a manager at a Bank of America. Yeah. So, hey, can I get this job, right? Boom, shoot up and personal banker, but they ain't paying me personal banker money because it's yeah. always, oh, we got you. Uh, just, you know, next week we'll train you for the da 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 So I'm, yeah. I'm doing the job of the man, but I'm getting paid like the popper, right? Like the popper. Right? So then I'm like, all right, this ain't working. Let me do these taxes. I'm hitting dudes for $300 an hour, but then I'm dissatisfied. Like, oh, I can't just these numbers. They get on my nerves. So let me go back to helping people, right? So the thing is, I didn't have that person in my life to say, hey, let's focus in on your skills and your talents, right? You, because of the pressure you were under, were like, oh, A hey, lot bro. of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no time for exploring, right? We got to figure out what this thing is. And so I think that's the key point. People often want this this manuscript or this uh, roadmap to be exact. Like, it has to be this, 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 and that. Yeah. I think the idea is, like, making sure where you are, you're really looking at your gifts and your skill sets and the trends of what's going on. And even if you got to make sure what you plan on doing is something that's going to be, um, they have longevity, i.e. African-American studies. Like, hey, I know yeah, that you talk yeah, bad yeah. about my situation, yeah, but the yeah. idea is the long longevity should have been PhD and professor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not trying to, I was trying to start like African-American studies programs. and Kwanzaa programs. Yeah, and schools yeah, and this yeah, and that yeah, and build yeah, kids yeah. up. I, man, that's what you do after school. That's your own time. You know, get some mentees. Yeah. But if you're trying yeah. to build a program, it takes a, you need a PhD first, right? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I think the idea as you were speaking, it was just like, man, like it can come, the life reconstruction light bulb can go off. But if you're not putting your eggs in the right basket, right? If you're not looking through a sober lens, yeah. right? If you're not making sure what you're doing is progressive and not just doing something. Cause I was just shotgun, pow, like scatter. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out. I need more money. <laughs> Things have to happen. And, me right, too <laughs> right come on bro and it's just like yo money. right 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 yeah. but i feel like your lens even you know as i know you now you're a, a pretty more thorough dude and you're like yo like this is it sounds like it's like all right i need to make a move in a direction because i see this ain't it like yeah. this ain't this ain't the future no nah, i gotta i gotta tell you about this okay. man <laughs> so listen it might have been the the thing to do mm. until i started working a job <laughs> <laughs> and yo, I, you know, this was a poorly ran yeah. facility. Mm. So it wasn't just caring for adults mm. with challenges. Yeah. It was almost like the divine power yeah. was like, yo, do you really want to do this for the rest of your right, life? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yo, like, I, I mean, honestly, yeah. and again, people have different joys and passions yeah. Yeah. and they express that in different ways through different careers. Yeah. And man, while I was there, it was it was so weighing on me mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I hate coming here. Yeah. You know, the facilities are not clean. Mm-hmm. The administration mm-hmm. isn't organized. Mm-hmm. The clients and the patients mm-hmm. are, they're just being managed. They're not thriving. Mm-hmm. And then this is the worst part. Yeah. The food was horrible. <laughs> So, yo, it's like... Can't even get the people good. Yeah, no, no, it's bad, man. So you're sitting there thinking like, yo, if I continue on this pathway, Mm -hmm. this existence will be the rest of my life all in the name of making making a living for myself and for my family. And so, you know, I think one of the, the nuggets for me was 
I had to choose to not settle mm-hmm. for that which consistently made me dissatisfied mm-hmm. and that which lacked vision for the future. Mm-hmm. It's like I needed to have a new vision yeah. in the future. And I love your point about you just like, man, I knew I couldn't pay the bottom, bottom rent. Because <laughs> the bottom, bottom rent is bad. It's, it's like, bad. that's all you right, got, right? Right, yeah. But I knew up until that point, man, my efforts in my academic mm-hmm. career were waning because I just didn't really care. I didn't mm-hmm. have a motivation. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I'm in school. I do well. I don't yeah. do well. You know, I realized I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm. It, at, at that point. yeah, yeah. 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 In that facility. Yeah. People running out screaming every day. Eating terrible food. Eating terrible food. Uh-huh. I, I mean, you know, I don't know if people know about state-sponsored food. Bruh. <laughs> Prison is a step above being It's like, yeah, right. it's like, it's horrific. <laughs> and so... Powdered eggs. Yeah, so I knew yeah. then I'm going back to school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm majoring in. But I know this, that I'm not satisfied with this becoming my life, right? right. So again... If you're listening, one of the things that that I think you need to know is once you hit that point, it's okay to be disappointed, Mm -hmm. but then you have to choose to not allow that to be. Yeah. So and don't be like us and let life hit you before you start digging through reconstruction. I think we mentioned this in the previous podcast, (laughs) but it's it's I won't say it's too late by then, but you're gonna be in it at that point in time, right? And then that's when you start like me. If I had known and calculated, all right, I'm only gonna be able to pay this rent for a certain amount of time. I need to figure something out. Then when it gets to the point, oh, you can't pay your rent. And now you got to think through things. And that's when you start doing this, the scattered approach and just grasping for straws, right? Grasping yeah, for air. You're drowning. Yeah, yeah. Don't wait till you're drowning. Yeah. Start thinking through these things. But it's hard because, it man, we don't teach people to, yeah. to think proactively. Yeah. And we don't get the, the life reconstruction piece. Man, so you talked about how you get the bottom, bottom, $800 rent. Yeah. You couldn't pay that. Yeah. And you just start doing it. What was some catalyst for you to go, I think I know how to mm. do this or... Here are some building blocks yeah. for me. What were some of the catalysts? What were some of the the changes of life and thought that, that led you to like, man, where you are today? Biggest thing for me was uh, working at a residential treatment facility. This mm-hmm. is in Oakland. And it's almost like your experience, but it's for kids, right? And it was like, they live there, they go to school there, they eat, drink, sleep, breathe there, whatever the case may be. And then they run away, hop a fence, and they get our freedom. We capture them and bring them back, mm-hmm. right? And so being in that environment and seeing that, I was able to develop personal relationships with the kids, um, despite how they hated everybody else on staff. They they enjoyed me, you know, and I was, you know, a good. good, a good That's always a good thing, right? Right, you That's know what I'm saying? Because when you get to stabbing, I've seen people get stabbed. I've seen staff take an L, uh, but for whatever reasons, they weren't coming at me like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay, cool, uh, all right, I appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so I think realizing that I had the real a real potential to build relationships with people, yeah. but not knowing where to go with that. And then one day, this old the come to find out she was a therapist, old white lady. She would come all the time and go into this little room. The kids would come see her. They'd come out smiling, happy, da 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 da. And I asked her, like, what do you do? And she's like, yo, I'm a therapist. I was like, what is a therapist? Oh, I'm like a counselor. Like, uh, hmm. only counselor I remember is like the guidance counselor in high school. Take this test, do the ASVAB. You should go to the military because you're black and you ain't much you can do. So, you know, I mean, I didn't really have that that experience, but that happens to a lot of people when they go see guidance counselors. It's like, you know, I'm just gonna do what's easy for you to do. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And not challenge you and not push you and try to help you gain real experiences that'll push you forward. Um, it's more just, you know, prison a pipeline. But anyway, that's another conversation uh, for another day. But I think the idea is really just once she told me what she did and I was able to see that, hey, I can do what you're doing 
and I relate to these people because these people look like me. Yeah. Right. And it's not always about that. But when you're dealing with young folks, it's good to have people that that look like you to help you through things, to help you understand life, to help you be um, your best. And so I realized, all right, I'm at an advantage. I'm a black male. There's a population of people that look like me, sound like me, walk like me, talk like me, that don't have anybody that can pour into their lives, that can help them think through things, that can help them out of their situations. I need to pursue this therapist thing. And so long story short, what I realized was like, all right, if I really take what I'm, my skill sets and what I'm good at and really maximize that and put effort into this thing, whatever I do from there won't be work. Yeah. It won't be drudgery. Yeah. It won't be pain and sorrow and tears. That might be involved just because of the process or whatever, but it won't be like you, like, I can't do this for the rest of my life. And once I realized, okay, instead of doing all of these things, do the one thing that I'm particularly good at. Yeah. Talking and get paid to talk. Yeah. More so get paid to listen because that's Yo. what you're supposed to do as a therapist, right? Get paid to listen. Yeah. I'm like, how easy is this? And I'm already doing this. And I was already kind of doing it at the church I was at, youth leader, you know, minister, da-da-da-da. So I'm like, yo, I hear people talk about this ish all day long. Every day. Every day, all day. Every day. Why not put some paperwork behind my name, get some letters behind my name, yeah. and then move forward? Yeah. I think you make it bringing up an important point about discovering your gift. Mm-hmm. You know, most people don't know what their gifts are. They're just doing what they think they're supposed to do or what's going to make them the most money mm-hmm. or what their parents or whatever... Mm-hmm. You know, what's available is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. man, I know people who do over-the-road trucking because yeah. they found an advertisement that yeah. said, yeah. we're looking for drivers, right? right? right. And it's like, huh. people do either what's yeah. available mm-hmm. or what they've been pressured to do. And, I, and what I would say is, what's going to bring you the most satisfaction in life is figuring out what, what you've been divinely wired to mm-hmm. do, right? Mm-hmm. So again, back to like the absence of mentors and people who have perception and skill set for development. I um, went back to school, got back in school full time. And, you know, I had hated being in college. I mean, you know, the papers, the Mm -hmm. lectures, everything Mm -hmm. else. But, man, I had the added motivation of, like, it's either papers and lectures or it's terrible food. (laughs) It's terrible facilities. So I had to figure out which one do I want. Do I want terrible food and terrible administration? Or do I want to sit in the organized classroom and potentially upgrade my life? Write some papers. So, you know, as I'm there, I'm taking a bunch of classes. And and I'm, for a long time, just very undecided. And what happened to me was a very special moment. I hope our audience really hears this. Mm -hmm. Took a bunch of little classes. Just was like looking through. Take this, take this, take that. And I'll never forget being in a class. And one day, as I'm listening to it, I start to get really excited. Mm. That was the first key mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I realized that I found something about school that I really enjoyed. Mm. That I was no longer <clears throat> drudgingly involved in a process that was somehow, quote unquote, making money. Mm. But I somehow found a love and a passion in it. And so one of the greatest things for um, self-discovery is looking for that feeling and then building on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll give you an example. So took this class on social studies mm-hmm. and social um, sociology. And I just it was almost like something unspokenly came alive in me. So unconsciously and intentionally, Mm -hmm. I said, well, let me just take another one. Mm. Took another one. Loved it. I was like, this is amazing. So then after that, I took another one and loved it. And I think it was then I began to find, discover just a little peak of my wiring 
that somehow or for some reason, I was very intrigued, Mm -hmm. but inspired by the way that things and people connected. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really know how that was going to materialize into something. But it was at a time that that feeling led me to something deeper. So, yeah. Okay. So it's it sounds like there's an there's once an awakening happens, even before that, if you can be intentional about, right, creating these moments of awakening, if not, if it just comes upon you naturally or divinely or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be, there has to be an intentional approach or move to continue that movement. Absolutely. Right? And that's, Absolutely. I think, is a missing piece that oftentimes you'll have these aha moments. We'll get these tingling feelings, these warm and fuzzies, but then it's like, oh, I got these five kids. Yep. By then, hopefully you figured it out. But if that, if if you can, if you can, if we're talking to the people that maybe can roll back the clock, maybe, or the clock hasn't started, right? But making sure that you set your life up in such a way so that you can move on these aha moments, right? And so I think it's, it's two things, right? So a friend of our show, show Baraka, he talks about realizing that debt, especially school debt and school loans have crippled people because when you're in debt, you can't make moves like you want to, Yeah. right? Part of the idea for thinking through life reconstruction or just construction, depending on where you're at, right, in life, is that we have to make sure we don't bog ourselves down with things like debt and babies and families per se and marriages per se before it's time. Hmm. And I'm not anti-family. I'm not anti-baby and I'm not anti-school. What I am is anti-handcuffs that keep us from moving and pursuing our dreams. We get caught up in stuff and we get excited about stuff and we just start doing stuff. Hmm. And then next thing you know, it's 20 years later and you haven't accomplished anything because you just started putting these handcuffs on yourself. Oof. Because you can't just That's good. put your loins up. You can't exercise some self-control. So you just got to get married. You can't family plan. And, I'm, you know, some people controversial. You know, I guess if you're Catholic, you can't use contraceptives yeah, and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. But the idea is like, yeah. man, you can you can wisely approach the marital situation. I'm not saying nothing about you personally or anybody in yeah. general. But I'm just saying, man, we don't think ahead of stuff because we just get excited. Oh, I'm married. Now let's knock it down. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? Oh, I'm in this job that's paying the bills. So let me just start buying stuff and, and putting stuff on my credit card and getting this new car because I got this job fresh out of college. Now you're stuck. Because you got this car note, right? And so, long story short, right? The phrase that I I hate. But, you know, I'm just, you know, at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day. I'm taking taking that out of my vocabulary, too. I think the the wisdom is just understanding that, hey, you have to set your life up in such a way that when the aha happens, you can move. Yeah. So, I don't have that story. Mm -hmm. And I know some people, you know, who've had the space, have made the space, With no real commitments and responsibilities, where well, they can just get up and leave. Right, exactly. They just, you know, it's an opportunity to open up in Arizona. Yeah. They just pack I'm up out. Their, yeah, <laughs> pack that club and they there. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I have a different perspective. So for me, I just think I would say don't let those things define you. True, true. Right. Yeah, I would yeah, say yeah. from yeah, my yeah. experience, you know, I had to just become discontent mm-hmm. with where I was going and find ways. There's guys like Gary Vee. Who says, man, if you got to get a job to build your passion, use your job to fuel and build your passion. Mm -hmm. Work eight to five, work nine to five, you know, work, you know, 10 to seven. But then from nine to 12, be investigating and investing Mm -hmm. in your passion. And so for me, you know, man, I was working 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. I had a wife, I had a child, but I was investing in my passions. And so what I would say is for those people who have, you know, job, careers, um, debt, you know, I still got college debt. Yeah, you need to pay that off. If anybody wants to pay off 
My college dad. Yeah. Please inbox right. me right. at BJ116. Bring this man up so he can do more podcasts. <laughs> so he can change your life. That's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, help you be, be on a better you. Yeah. But but I had to just become very discontent with my situation and start working on my passions at night mm-hmm. and start investigating. So one thing for me that I've discovered is I thought it was okay to just be a novice in my passion. Mm-hmm. I thought if I'm just, you know, novice my passion and it's fine. It's just good because I know I have this passion. One of the things that I would encourage people to do is actually like figure out the systems and structures. How does it operate? Mm-hmm. Who are the people? Who are the the thought leaders in that? How is it constructed? What's the system to it? How does the econ work? Who you know, where do you get resources from? Where are some of the schools of thought that help really propel that? What are some practical ways to practice that? And I think what it does is it gives you a sober assessment of what you're trying to do, along with realizing that every field has variants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're a psychologist, you could be a school guidance counselor, mm-hmm. a child psychologist, you could be a trauma psychologist, mm-hmm. you could be a family and marriage psychologist. Yeah. Um, you can be a um, business and corporate psychologist to help create. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a spectrum of things. Yeah. And so what I would say is don't be afraid to fail. Yeah. Um, be willing to to incrementally try things and see if that's your thing. Yeah. But build, again, want expertise. Pursue mm-hmm. expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, invest in yourself. Yeah. You know, if I could tell anybody anything, one of the greatest things that I've done is invest in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Big Sean has this line. He said, the greatest thing I, I could have ever done was invest in Big Sean. Yeah. And I thought at first, oh, that's narcissistic, mm-hmm. right? But the more I get to know myself and I see these passions, I see these desires, I see these dreams, I really start like coming to like, man, this is inspiring. Yeah. The next step is for me to invest in those things mm-hmm. in a way that reflects sober manifestation in the world. And that might mean taking night classes. That might mean becoming an expert of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what have you found to be helpful for people to transition from just the feeling of, mm-hmm. I really love this thing, I really think I'm good at it, yeah. to, oh, no, I'm good at this. And I'm I'm moving into this mm-hmm. place either with the career or talent or gifts. So, I think it starts with a sober assessment, right? And making sure that you feeling as if you're good. Is the real is a real thing, mm. right? Right? You know, there's there the was, American Idol effect. Yeah, you know I'm talking about. Let, let me do William Hung. She bangs, she, she bangs, bangs. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, but William got paid though. He got yeah, he did. He did, and he became an, an international star. You're singing, she bangs. Yeah, and and making a mockery of everything whoever sung that song was about, right? But he's making getting checks, getting checks, right? <laughs> JJ Ice Fish, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 all yeah. these these internet sensations, right? Yeah. Fifty Tyson, come yeah. on, man! <laughs> Appearances, walkthroughs, you know. So yes, you could be the Fifty Tyson of the world, right? <laughs> and then there's nobody saying, uh, "Hey, bro, they're laughing with you." Uh, no, they're laughing at you, right? And so uh, I think people like that probably don't even understand at yeah, some point in time that it's it's laughing at you. That's true. Uh, or they may not care. They just some people, you know, I don't know, but. As I look at their psychological profile, I feel like they, they just they should care. You know, they yeah. they just don't know that they should because they they their minds aren't as sharp. But if you're fully witted, witted like wits, not with it like cool, I'm with it. But yeah. if you're if you have your wits about you, um, you have to have a sober approach because it's one thing to be uh, passionate about something and be decent at it. Yeah, and then it's another thing to be like, oh, I can make life happen because of this gift, this talent, mm. this skill set. Right? Because yeah, you can you I mean. 
I, I, you know, let's take, pick a topic like CHH just because it's low-hanging fruit, right? I've been around since 99. I, I've worked for several labels. I've worked for several people. Yeah, and, for our listeners who don't know what CHH oh, yes, is, yes. it's Christian, Christian hip-hop. hip-hop. Right. It's just, it's just easy, low-hanging fruit, right? Yeah. Um, I've also been in mainstream hip-hop, too, whatever. There's always some guy or girl that thinks they're the best at this rap game. Yes. And nobody in their life loves them enough to say, hey... You might be better at driving buses yeah, because yeah, I see how your yeah. face lights up when you talk about buses. You know all the routes. You're good with street names. You know your navigation. You know your east from your west, from your north, from your south. But because they're so gung ho about this thing, people push them in a direction that's not good for them. Right? Yeah. So I think it starts with having a sober assessment of your skill sets, whether that's an organized test like a Myers Briggs or uh, what's the other test that you can do? Uh, um, your unique design, yeah. strength finders. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, they're all out there. Enneagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're there. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so you take an assessment, make sure that the skill sets that you think you have or skill sets that you actually have, you answer the questions honestly. And you, from there, and if you don't have the money to do that stuff, it's not you know it's free online or whatever the case would be. Then you get a tribe around you that's gonna say, "All right, hey guys, this is what I'm talking about doing." That's good. I want I want to make sure people okay. hear that that sometimes you need objective, measurable yeah. things that help you to refine who exactly yeah. you are. Now again, these things aren't perfect, right? Yeah. Because you know it's your bias mm-hmm. being communicated through a test, right? But it gives you a little bit more objectivity mm-hmm. about who you are. And yeah. oftentimes, man, we need to know that, right? Yeah. I need to know. Not only the strengths, mm-hmm. but the weaknesses of my unique wiring. Right. And, and yeah. what I would say is, too often times we we compare ourselves so much yeah. to other people in the race that they're running yeah. that we end up missing out on the beauty of how we've been wired yeah. and the contributions that we can make in the world. Mm-hmm. And decide with some practical things, man. How can we begin to live in that? And what are some some practical ways we can think? And we've already kind of talked through like. Take an objective test. Yeah, yeah. Um, looking through um, what inspires you. Yeah, yeah, looking through what inspires you, having a good community yeah. so that they can say, hey, yes, no, this is good, this is bad. Especially when you got a wife that's a professional hater. She can she can, she can, can get right through the, the BS. Like My uh, wife definitely gets through right. that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, no, no, you're really terrible. With right, that. right. Yeah. Sit down, sir. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I think that's good, too. And I think on the practical side is the one thing that is easy to kind of weed out what you should be doing is kind of what you already thought, what you've already mentioned. Hmm. Can I do this forever? Mm. And if what you're presuming is not something you could do forever, can I do it in my sleep? Is it easy for me? Would I get paid? Would I do it for free? Like, not saying you should do it for free, but if you're forcing it mm-hmm. and this is just sounds like a good idea and what this, like you said, XYZ is doing this and I can do what they do because I'm, you know, whatever, like that's not the lens you want to look through it. You know, hmm. you, you want to make sure that this is a real assessment. Like, it, it really just starts with a real assessment of this. Is this a real thing? Yeah. You want to be a cop, but you're 40 years old, bro. The cop has probably passed you up. You might need to go to school, get a criminology degree, get some kind of like, you know, CSI degree or mm-hmm. something like that, if that's a real thing. And then maybe be detective. Mm-hmm. But you a beat cop on the street chasing down criminals, it might be past you. Yeah. Right? So having a sober, again, a sober assessment of you, but a sober assessment of what the career involves, what it may take to be a professional in this field, what it may take to have the longevity in the field, and if this thing is passed you by. And again, I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer, because I did kind of Debbie go, Downer. You are I mean, the Debbie Downer right I now. I went hard on the guys that got five kids and this and that, and blah, 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 and you may have set your <laughs> life up in such a way that it might be hard for you. And that's okay. You can persevere through certain things. But if you're doing stuff just because somebody else is doing it or it sounds like a good idea or you yeah. saw a commercial on TV, you too can be a da-da-da-da-da-da-da. You got to be wise in your approach to, to starting these things. Good. I think one of the other practical things, and just to start wrapping up, mm-hmm. is um, 
Learn to tell your story. I think along with taking personality tests, asking for feedback in communities, seeing what inspires you, is the ability to explain you to you and to tell your story about what are the things that you've seen throughout it. Because what happens is your unique stories actually gives um, validity mm-hmm. to whether your assessment or your gifts are there. Yeah. Yeah. If your gifts are those things, yeah. Yeah. they've always been there. Yeah. They've just operated in different ways, right? I knew that I had a gift of influence, mm-hmm. not because I was, you know, I took a test on it. I took the test and I realized, I look back and I go, the times when I could influence, I was happy. Yeah. The time when I had no influence and couldn't create change, mm-hmm. I was extremely depressed, mm-hmm. right? So I could look back. I could actually trace back in my life yeah. all the way back to four or five years old of cognition mm-hmm. and go, wow, this thing is much deeper than that. So I would say the ability to be able to tell your story and to trace through. And again, it's tell your story for as best you know it right now. Because you may tell your story, you know, five years from now and that that whole situation may be a little bit different because you've grown and you've matured. And so, yeah, yeah so that's what I would say. Those yeah. are some practical things. And the last thing mm-hmm. is this, and you mentioned this earlier, find somebody, you can't go someone you've never been before. Mm-hmm. You can't take people any place you've never mm-hmm. seen. Find someone who's gone where you yeah. want to go. Yeah. Uh, find your life coach yeah. at BJ116. Come on. Come on. Online. Get find your, your mentor, yeah, get, right? Get John, right? John Parker. Yeah, yeah, John again. Anderson Parker. See John Roar. You can find me there. You yeah. know what I'm Gmail. Either one of those will work for you. Yeah. Right? Find somebody that's, yeah. that's ahead that can help you yeah. and that can help you weed through your story and mm-hmm. give you permission to go on that journey yeah. to discover yourself. Yeah. Um and I think practical thing too, one more thing, you know, we trying to wrap up, we're trying to keep this thing short, but we just got so much game for y'all. That's it. Um, is that it's all about stages of development and the age you're at, right? Mm-hmm. Teens, early twenties, you can explore, engage, try to figure stuff out, but at some point in time you gotta narrow it down. Yeah. Jack Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. You want, I mean, what does the book say? Ten thousand hours of practice? It's ten thousand. Ten thousand hours. Mm-hmm. You don't want to start your ten thousand hours when you're thirty-six. Again, what I'm not saying is if you're thirty-six and you're listening, it's too late for you. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if you're Steve young. Steve Harvey started his career at thirty-six. Come on, man. The Rock used to sleep on mattresses, man. Yeah. Behind that he found from behind dumpsters. That yeah. dude is old, bro. Don't don't let him fool you. But it's just the idea that whatever you whatever you're doing, make sure that you can maximize the time, put in the work, practice, 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 reevaluate, develop, redevelop, try this, try that, and give yourself that room and that space to not bog yourself down with stuff that that competes with that. Hmm. And oftentimes the rush to have this, to have that, to do this, to do that, gets us doing things that prohibits us from being free to pursue the dreams, to make things happen, and to be the best person we are. I mean, that's that's all I mean by just, just... do what you can to, yeah. to be free from obstacles. Yeah. And even if you have a bunch of stuff, like you said, do it at night, da 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 But make sure you're doing something that you can actually do, yeah. that you're good at, yeah. that you're passionate about, that yeah. you will continue to do, because yeah. burnout will happen. Yeah. And then you just be mad and frustrated. Yeah. So I'm, just, I'm just trying to eliminate the frustration. Help them out. I'm yeah. just trying to help the folks out. That's it. So we were supposed to get at me. We didn't get. We didn't have time to get at me. BJ changed my life this morning. Uh, right. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I mean. That's what this is about. Uh, we'll maybe get into that conversation another day. But life reconstruction, man. Just making sure that um, you're owning who God has made you to be, mm-hmm. right? And you move and you navigate in that direction. Uh, make sure that you know what you bring to the table and mm-hmm. be confident in that. Mm-hmm. And just tear stuff up, man. Don't let nobody short sell you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to be the professional psychic all your life. You don't have to. You know, I'm just own, 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 own yeah. what it is you're doing and who you are. 
take evaluations, do some assessments, get people around you that care about you and that are motivated to help you be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. Understand that it's never too late. That's right. Even if there are obstacles, never even if you put late. some handcuffs on yourself, even yeah. if you've done stuff. You got a kid and a wife at uh, 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's never too late. It's yeah. never too late, man. You can yeah. make it do what it do. Yeah. Or you yeah. get married when you're 31 and have your first child at 35. That that it happens too. Yeah. And then really realize, oh, shoot, I need to do something different. Right? Yeah. Uh, but the, the the bottom line to, to I think the bigger picture is like it's intentionality. Yeah. I think a lot of our conversation will be you just can't let stuff happen. Absolutely. You got to be intentional. You got to approach things. You got to make sure that. You're doing what you need to do. Any last words? Any last thoughts from you? No. Our goal is to help you become a better you. So that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Build a Better Us podcast. My co-host, Johnny Parker, who is a licensed therapist. Um, if you'd like to contact him, you can find him where? Yeah, you can find me on the internet. C. John Roar is the easy, low-hanging fruit. S-E-E-J-O-N-R-O-A-R. Or John Anderson Parker at gmail.com, man. It's, it's an easy fit. Yeah, and you can find me at BJ116. Um, and if you're interested in life coaching for either one of us, make sure you connect with us. We'd love to work with you one-to-one uh, on some sessions. Uh, make sure you go to Build a Better Us Facebook page and like us on Facebook. Also, subscribe to this podcast and go to BBU Socials on Instagram um, and like us there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Build a Better Us podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Areopagus Podcast, two clergy of different traditions. Father Andrew Stephen Damick and Michael Landsman discuss encounters of historic Christianity with other religious traditions. How do we engage with those who believe differently? Listen wherever you get your podcasts.